We meet today to introduce the book of Ecclesiastes. So our study today is merely an introduction to Ecclesiastes. An introduction to the book of Ecclesiastes. By the way, Ecclesiastes is one of the most puzzling books of the Bible. It's apparently unorthodox statements and extreme pessimism caused its inclusion in the canon of Scripture to be questioned. The canon of Scripture is talking of the way the books of the Bible were put together and agreed that this is the Word of God. However, because historically this book has been thought to have been the work of Solomon, its place in the canon of Scripture was generally secure. Although even today, people will question, why is this book in the Bible? While correct interpretations of the book of Ecclesiastes harmonizes with the rest of the Old Testament, as always, we also need to consider the fuller revelation of the New Testament. Rather than treating texts and verses in isolation from the total argument of the book, we seek to show how the book may be taken as a whole in a way that is worthy of its inclusion in Scripture. This book was written by Solomon. This fact is very well established among conservative expositors of the Bible, and there is no other reasonable explanation for the book. Solomon also wrote some of the other books, books like Proverbs, the Song of Solomon. We will find that Ecclesiastes to be quite different from the book of Proverbs, for example. Ecclesiastes will be very different from Proverbs. In Proverbs, we saw the wisdom of Solomon. That's what we saw there. Here we shall see the foolishness of Solomon. Ecclesiastes is the dramatic autobiography of his life when he was away from God. You see, Solomon's life was in God, being guided by God, but also he went into folly and moved away from God. The Bible tells us he did not know that the Spirit of God had departed from him by taking many wives. Ecclesiastes also indicates a preacher or a philosopher. I rather like the term philosopher because it is less likely to be understood there. Uh, but he is usually referred to as the preacher. To correctly understand any book of the Bible, it is important to know the purpose for which it was written. Now, we need to back off and get a perspective of the book somehow. We need to put down the telescope on the Word of God before we pick up the microscope. In other words, we need to see the broader picture first before we look into the minute details. And by doing so, we will be able to understand how this book fits into the canon of Scripture. The necessity for this is more evident here than in many of the books of the Bible. The necessity to do so is really evident right here where we are. So, while I say this book indicates a philosopher here or a preacher, and I'm choosing the word philosopher, 
having said so, I need to point out that this is human philosophy apart from God. Human philosophy apart from God must always reach the conclusion that this book reaches. We need to understand uh, this about Ecclesiastes because there are many statements which contradict certain other scriptures. You see a big contradiction and you wonder what is going on. Remember, this is human philosopher. Actually, it almost frightens us to know that this book has been the favorite book of atheist people who do not believe in God. And they have quoted from this book many times profusely. Actually, an example is Voltaire is an example. Today we find the cynic and the critic are apt to quote from this book. And it is quite interesting to note the number of cults who use the passages from this book out of context and they give them an entirely wrong interpretation and meaning. And you wonder, what is going on? What is going on? See, in this world, many has tried to be happy without God. It is being tried every day by millions of people trying to find happiness apart from God. This book shows the absurdity of the attempt to find happiness apart from God. Solomon was the wisest man and he had wisdom that was given by God. He tried every field of endeavor and pleasure that was known to man and his conclusion was that all is vanity. Now the word vanity means empty, purposeless. My friend, satisfaction in life can never be attained in this manner. God showed Job, who was a righteous man, that he was a sinner in God's sight. In Ecclesiastes, God showed Solomon, the wisest man, that he was a fool in God's sight. Is that interesting? The wisest man acknowledged even by all the world rulers, he is also shown here that he was a fool. So the wisdom of the world is foolishness to God, my friend. Anyone who would claim to be so wise to the point where they deny God, God simply calls that person a fool, and the fool has said in his heart, there is no God. By the way, Ecclesiastes is a book from which many professors, so to say, PhD and THD holders and preachers could learn a great lesson. They are those who claim to have reached it. In spite of all their wisdom, in spite of all attempts at being intellectual and regenerate men in the sight of God are fools. That, my friend, is something that is hard to swallow for those who put an emphasis upon the intelligent quotient and the amount of knowledge and information that they have accumulated through the corridors of learning. Remember, the papers that are conferred upon us are simply conferred by human beings who themselves are sinners. In Ecclesiastes, we learn that without Christ, we can not be satisfied. Even if we possess the whole world and all the things that men consider necessary to make heart content, to make their hearts content. 
The world cannot satisfy the heart because the heart is too large for the object, my friend. The heart was only prepared to be occupied by God when anything else, it will not fill it. In the Song of Solomon, we learn that if we turn from the world and set our affections on Christ, we cannot fathom the infinite preciousness of his love. The object is too large for the heart. The key word in the book of Ecclesiastes is vanity. And this word occurs in that book uh, 37 times. The key phrase in Ecclesiastes is the word under the sun. And that key word occurs 29 times. Another phrase which recurs is, I said in my heart. In other words, this book contains the cogitations of man's heart. This is human philosophy. These are the conclusions which men have reached through their own intelligences, their own experiments, so to say. Although Solomon's conclusions are not inspired, the scriptures that tell us about them is inspired by the way. This is the reason for the explanation I said in my heart, under the sun and vanity. So the word of God has taken the accurate record of the observation of a human being looking at life when they are not in God's will, apart from God. The meaning and the purpose of the book of Ecclesiastes must be discovered within this framework now. Life in the world is subject to frustration, but man can still accept his circumstances, even enjoy them, and find strength to live life as it comes. Regarding the destination of this book, the Expositor's Bible Commentary has this to say. Ecclesiastes was clearly written as a discussion guide for people prepared to think out their response to God's unseen hand in life and history. Although it contains practical advice, it would appeal to a different public than Proverbs. One may rather link it to Job. The wisdom writings have a twofold scope. First, they set out the rules of life for an individual who wishes to be a member of a prosperous society and who looks for the right way to build up a God-fearing conscience. These rules form the book of Proverbs. Society, however, is not ideal. Many kind has a fundamental twist and there will always be cases where a person finds things happening to him that he cannot reconcile with the, with the promises of Proverbs. He may suffer when he expects the temporal things of God, and others who deserve punishment may prosper. This second scope of wisdom writing is taken up by Job and Ecclesiastes. Each in its own way, Job shows the nature of testing and something of certain challenge. But Ecclesiastes explores things more widely. 
He said that indeed is an apt description of what this book sought to accomplish then and what the book can accomplish even in our lives today. Now, here is Dr. McGee's suggested outline of the book of Ecclesiastes. Dr. McGee gives a, a broader structure of this book and it divides it into three major sections. Three major sections. The first section states the problem. The second section uh, talks of the experiments that is being made and then the results of the experiment. There is a problem stated, then the experiment made the conclusions of the experiment. Now, the problem is stated as all is vanity in chapter 1, verse 1 to verse 3. The experiment is then made in chapters 1, verse 4 to chapter 12, verse 12. What is the experiment that is being made? The experiment that is being made is seeking satisfaction in a number of things. And the number of things are the details of this major section uh, covering the experiment that was made. Man was looking for satisfaction first in science. That is chapter 1, verse 4 to verse 11. Then man is looking for satisfaction in wisdom and philosophy, chapter 1, verse 12 to verse 18. Then man seeking satisfaction in pleasure, chapter 2, verse 1 to verse 11. Man is seeking for satisfaction in materialism, that is living for now and not worry about tomorrow. We find this in chapter 2, verse 12 to verse 26. Man seeking for satisfaction in his experiment in fatalism. We find this in chapter 3, verse 1 to verse 15. Man seeking for satisfaction in egotism. Chapter 3, verse 16 to chapter 4, verse 16. Man seeking satisfaction in religion. We find this in chapter 5, verse 1 to verse 8. He moves on to experiment about his search for satisfaction in wealth. That is the subject of chapter 5, verse 9 to chapter 6, verse 12. Man seeks satisfaction in morality. That is the subject of chapter 7, verse 1, all the way to chapter 12, verse 12. Finally, the result of the experiment has to be given. The result of the experiment is there uh, summed up in two verses of chapter 12, verse 13 to verse 14. Now, as the world grapples, my friend, with the 21st century, more and more people are struggling to keep their heads above a rising tide of pessimism about the prospects for the future, to be sure, a handful of optimists predict a better, brighter tomorrow. Still, the mass of humanity remains less convinced. A hundred years ago, 
faith in human reason and progress was probably at an all-time high. Today, it is as low as ever. There are growing doubts as to whether the world can ever solve its problems on its own. Now, the book of Ecclesiastes speaks to, to this condition. It well expresses the profound disappointment that people feel when they realize that life should be better. But it is also true that life is not better. The assessment that will come out of this book speaks to the experience of many people who are disappointed. Some have even wondered and worried, what is the point of life? Do we only live to go to work, to have food, to eat and sleep, and wake up the next day, go to work, eat, work again and sleep, and just going in a circle? Life apart from God is meaningless, my friend. Are you at that kind of a situation? The conclusion of this book is a marvelous one. It is a marvelous one. What is required of men is to fear God and to keep his commandments. And remember, we will give an account to God at some day, at some point. You see, this life we live in, we live in a fallen world. The book of Ecclesiastes says we can deny that we live in a fallen world. We can fight it. We can hide from it. We can even try to make sense out of it. But we can't escape the vanity that there is in this world. The only meaningful response is to live in it one day at a time. But how do you live in this world one day at a time? In the fear of God and cherishing as best as we can the stuff of which life is made of, which is food, family, and work. These are the gifts that come from God's hand. And when we use them and live in the fear of God, they become blessings to us instead of curses. But if we will forget the giver of all these blessings and simply concentrate on the material world, we will be disappointed. We will become pessimistic. We will be disappointed with our very self. Life has purpose. Life has meaning. But that meaning is only true, is only true when you have a relationship with God. And my brother, as we will go through this book, I invite you to see how you have grappled with life in your own life, how you have grappled with the issues of life, and where you are puzzled, please admit that it is puzzling. But the book of Ecclesiastes seeks to help us see together that life apart from God is a disappointment. But in God, then there is fulfillment. And I hope you will be able to be blessed as I will be blessed because my heart is only waiting, expectant to say, Spirit of God, speak to me. And that way I will be taught and directed in the way that will not be disappointing. You can have copies of the notes and outlines used for these Living Word for Africa programs so you can follow them as you listen. For your copies, please write to the Living Word for Africa, P.O. Box 4232. Kempton Park, 1620, South Africa. 
Please say which book of the Bible you want them for and be sure to include your name and contact information. Let me give you that address again. It's The Living Word for Africa, P.O. Box 4232, Kempton Park, 1620, South Africa.